Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Wilson, chatting with Australian authors today on Between the Covers. Today, I have the absolute great pleasure of chatting with brand new novelist Bryn Smith about his soon to be released thriller crime novel, The Helios Incident. How are you today, Bryn? Yeah, good. How are you doing? Yeah, really well, thank you. It's um, intriguing to be speaking with you today. I'm quite uh, interested in what you've got to tell us um, about the Helios incident. Would you tell us a little bit about it? God. Or a lot. It's it's always so hard to <laughs> I know. condense something down into, know. into the elevator pitch, which is so, so such a bad habit because then they don't. really do make you want <laughs> they really do make you try and be able to consolidate it down to an elevator pitch. But Impossible. I have to but well if I had if I had a gun to my head, uh, <laughs> I would say that it is a uh, tech noir thriller in a futuristic megacity. And you have two cops who are trying to track down the source of uh, an illegal weapon smuggling operation. And the ticking clock is that if the cops do not find and solve this problem, then the army will get called in to the city slums to restore some sense of order. And a lot of yeah. a lot of collateral, there's a lot of risk of collateral damage and the like, because the army will come in and they will smash whatever needs to be smashed. They're not police. Um, so, and the police obviously say, no, we are the ones who must keep the law. We must keep the peace. Ah. These politicians are like, we, we don't care. Get a lid on it. Or this is what we're going to do. Interesting. So you seem to be crossing a few genres here, um, Bryn. Is, I've had a look at some of your reviews and it, it it's... Obviously, as you said, a futuristic crime thriller, but sci-fi was thrown in there a little bit. Is that correct? That's right. So the illegal weapons are energy weapons. So they shoot these concentrated bolts of plasma, which burn at about 5,000 degrees Celsius, which is as hot as the surface of the sun. So they are immensely wow. powerful because one person with one of these can cause an extraordinary amount of damage. You know, They can shoot a hole through walls <laughs> and reduce a person to ash. They can blow up a tank or even a building if they hit the right spots. So yes, there is wow. definitely a sci-fi element to it. There's flying cars as well, and okay, big how future is futuristic? Are you? Do you have a year like that you've set it in, or you've just sort of said? I think uh, I think like Blade Runner level futuristic. I haven't set it in a particular year. No, I deliberately yeah. kept that safe, yeah, out of the, out of the loop because yes. the second you second you commit to a year, you anchor yourself to a, a lot of you other sure things. Sure do, yeah. Uh, but yes, I've just kept it as vaguely futuristic. Yeah. The best kind. The best kind, exactly. People can use their imaginations. Now, mm. Bryn, it seems too much for me for one book. It seems so multi-layered. Are we looking perhaps at the beginning of a series here? Yes. So this is the this is the instalment, and I'm currently working on the second book, which will be called Leviathan, which is coming out later, um, hope later this year or early next year, depending on scheduling. Um and it will probably be maybe a th- 
four to five book series, depending on how. Oh wow! Yeah, depending on how much it takes to really tell the story properly, because yes, cramming it into three books with where I want to go with it, it will probably be too rushed. Yeah, uh, but anything longer than five or six will feel a bit maybe too padded it's out, drawn out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And five, yeah. five, five or four is a nice, nice even or a nice round number in the case of five. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at at the moment for the series. See where your mind takes you, right? Mm. <laughs> now, what what started this journey? What were your inspirations for um, the Helios incident? Oh, sorry, that was the phone. Um, the <laughs> I don't know, it sort of morphed out of this short story contest um, in uh, university days, actually. I wrote a, a short story contest about a cop arriving home in Magnus at the end of a rough day, and he's mourning the loss of his, of his lover, who was an investigator who had just cracked some huge crime ring that reached all the way to the top, uh-huh. but she unfortunately had just been found dead. And he's mourning the loss of her uh, and talking about how um, how bad things are and the situation that she was in. But then it's revealed he's the one who killed her. Ooh, twists uh, and turns. And, and that that sort of grew into the idea of okay, what happened if we if we did have this mega city and if uh, we actually fleshed this out and we saw where it went and eventually little bits and pieces start get added uh, over time. The other characters, the the core plot elements of you know, the army being called in, being the ticking clock, and the idea that the, the police were seen to be no longer effective in keeping the peace in the in the undercity, which is the the lower level of the city, and eventually, over God, it would have been five years to write. You know, every first book takes a while to write because there's so much trial yeah. and error. Yeah, yeah. You, you're really figuring out what you're doing, and yeah. then uh, yeah. Wow. Came out into the world. It was so it was published um, last year in September. Yeah, okay. it came out. Yep, and now now that I know what I'm doing, uh, <laughs> the Python's coming out a lot quicker, which is nice. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, when you get that process flowing? Mm. So, how did you go about developing the characters? Did you develop the world that you're wanting to write, or the city that you're working from first, and then the characters? Because it's all um, very deeply layered from what I can get, mm. what I can hear from you. I developed the world first and then probably yeah. the characters and their roles in it second. Yeah, that and makes that sense. Helped, yeah. That helped me figure out, okay, if this is their position in the world, what kind of things are going to be motivating them, what kind of pressures are going to be on them and what things yeah. will they want to, what things will they want to protect, what things yes. will they want to Yeah, who are for. they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. For instance, someone who is in so there's three arcs. There's the cops, the criminals, and the politicians. And the I idea like. is that's very clever. The criminals will obviously the cops, sorry, will obviously want to be seeking justice or in some cases yep. revenge. Um, the criminals will be wanting to take their crime to its conclusion, and the politicians will just be wanting to keep a lid on things and maintain the status quo. So that is where I figured out, okay, so this is where each person's gonna gonna slot what what their priorities are going to be. But then once you figure that out, you go, okay, where are the conflicts going to be? Because there has to be conflict in each scene. Otherwise, it's just two people sitting at yeah. a table agreeing with each other about everything. So the conflict within the police arc is going to be they all want to catch the criminal, but they have disagreements on what's the best way to go about it. The criminals want to take the crime to its conclusion, but they have disagreements on what's the best way to do it. The politicians all agree that, yeah, we want to keep a lid on things, but is this the best way to go about it? 
No wonder it took you so long, and I um I really congratulate you on a first novel to be um have the depth that um the Helios incident obviously does. Did you enjoy the writing process? Like, are you hooked now? No, are you crazy. No? <laughs> Who enjoys this? I know, right? I say that to myself all the time. It's it's not easy. It's a really tough um, business to be in on many Mm. levels. Um, It's bloody minded, and you have to be (laughs) stubborn. But I think the process is not enjoyable in the sense that you're happy, but you can disappear into it, and before you know it, hours have fallen off the clock. Yeah, and. I guess that's I guess that's one of the definitions of contentment, isn't it? Like you can do something to pass the time, and time just slips off the clock. Yeah. Off the clock. Yeah. At yeah. the end of it, you know, you get to hold this physical thing in your hand that you have poured right. so much mm. mental and emotional energy into. So yeah, it's like a child, really. <laughs> yeah, it's the closest thing. I think it's the closest thing you can get to a child, short of an actual child. Well, my fair babies. I mean, they're pretty close, but yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't bring those into the world the same way that, that you bring a book or an this actual child into the world. Yeah, but um, that that part is definitely the most enjoying part. But then again, it wouldn't be enjoying if you didn't have all of the work that came before. No, no, no. That's right. You really, and I mean, you might be look like me now. I, I never walk into a bookstore now without looking at those books and thinking what every author went through to get that book onto the shelf. It's it's absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. I always, so, I'm always surprised when you hear about an author who smashed out a book in something like three months. Um, um, have, you, have, no. have you have you read King Rat by Clavel? I have not. No. no it's, it's about so he was interned in Changi in the uh, prisoner of war camp in World War Two, mm. and he wrote his debut novel King Rat, which was about uh, soldiers who were interned at uh, at Changi and how they survived. But he wrote it in three months. Mm, not sure. I'm go- yeah, I'm going. Uh, <laughs> How'd you do that? Because you know, this, this, you know, was, was cocaine still freely available? <laughs> Maybe. So, you know, obviously it's a really in-depth process writing for you. How do you fit that around your everyday life? Like what else makes up Bryn Smith's world? God, no, it's painful. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is really good scheduling and time discipline i think is a core it is isn't it yeah yeah because if you've got advice for listeners yeah yeah like if if you want to make it as a writer then you're probably already working some kind of job so just so you can you know keep food in your belly but um (laughs) yeah yeah exactly uh so for me i ended up taking a part-time position at my at my job and i'm eternally grateful that they were able to scale me down to a part-time position that means that i can you know, eat, <laughs> but I can also, so I take Fridays off and I do writing Fridays at the Chermside Library in Brisbane. And that way I am guaranteed to get several good quality hours of just deep yeah. work writing in yeah. every week, plus what's on the weekends and maybe a bit of a bit of um, an hour here or there. At the end <laughs> Lots of, of us relate to that. The week. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's death by a thousand cuts. You know, you can't, you have to be able to at least commit several hours a week to get oh, to get the time because it's at it's, least it's yeah. like a it's like a skill. Never mind it the is. actual output of words. It's also the fact that if you don't hone the skill, it's going to be harder to get back into it later mm-hmm. down the track. Oh, and- very much so. And you know, you know, you would know yourself. Some days it's just flowing and you are rocking it, and other days mm. you sit there determined as. But. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> the best the best experience that I had was when I so this was back during uh COVID and I traveled back to Queensland for work and I had to go through quarantine in a in a hotel. And fun times. It was it was fantastic actually. No, no jokes, because it was two weeks of me alone in a room. Uh I didn't have to worry about <laughs> cooking or anything like that. Food True. was brought up to me and it was just wake up. Do some stretches and some exercise, write, breakfast, write, lunch, write, dinner. Actually, I could do that. Before bed. Yeah. It's, it was good. It, it was, yeah. Because the human mind will do anything to avoid boredom. And once mm. you lock the phone away, then the mind goes, well, okay, what am I going to do now to avoid boredom? Might as well write. And by the yeah, end of like that, that, I had 20,000 words of Leviathan down, which was a quarter of the book. Wow. So I'm wondering if I should. I'm going to try and do that again next year. Force yourself into lockdown again. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, I'm just going to disappear out into the desert somewhere, yeah. two, three weeks, and see how I yeah. go. Yeah, like I like that a lot. So, getting back to the Helios incident. Now there are lots of crime thrillers out there. Mm-hmm. Even looking though at your reviews, straight away I'm interested because it it you know it's been said they're fast paced. They're the best action series that I've ever read their next generation political crime thrillers in a nutshell what would you say makes your um book and your series to be different than any other crime books out there i would say that what makes it different is a degree of awareness about the inherent about the inherent corruption and the bad things that happen in in modern society. Yes, nice. So the best the best crime thrillers in my opinion I, are written about people who have been in the system and they know how they know how the system works but they also know how the system doesn't work. Mm. How the outcomes are not how the outcomes are not exactly the happy endings that people think of when they might That's be thinking true. about um, crime and law and justice. So I've worked in government since 2014. Um, Say so no more. <laughs> yeah, I, that's well, I've worked. That's it. I've worked close to power. Um, yeah. I see how it works and I see how it can achieve uh, outcomes for for the greater good and outcomes mm. that are it's really so just about holding on to power. So yeah. that is that's why there's the political arc into it because and it needs to be introduced slowly because a lot of mm. us are conditioned by a lot of us are conditioned by our media to think of very very few things when it comes to politics and that is, you know, all politicians are scum, you know, they're all lies, they're all self-interested and you know that might be true to an extent for some of them but it's not it's an effective not- way it's not an effective no. way to think about the system That's that governs not. your society. And if you don't think about the system that governs your society, then the wall's going to be pulled over your eyes very easily. Mm. So what I want to yeah. do is wrap up some hardcore political lessons and some wow. good action. With a crime thriller, mm. chucking in some sci-fi as well. Mm. Yes. You've got to go niche. You've got to go niche because there's a lot of That's fantasy niche, writers out right? there and there's a lot yeah. of crime thriller writers out yeah, there. Yeah, nice. But if you go niche and you go for something unique. Yeah. That's very yeah. cool. You're obviously a very intelligent man and clearly don't yeah. sleep very often. Is that the case? <laughs> I do try and get my eight hours, but <laughs> sometimes it doesn't happen. Yes, because our minds are going tick, 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 tick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's, why it's, that's why I switch off the electronics. 
about yes, half an no. hour before bed and get in a good Definitely. half hour of Definitely. fiction reading. Yeah. Now, just before we wind this up, Bryn, even though I would love to keep talking all afternoon, we're going to have lots of listeners out there that are going to be really inspired by you today and maybe embarking themselves on a bit of writing. What are your words of wisdom to them? Okay, so I'd have to say three things. The first is carry a notebook with you wherever you go or use the notes app on your phone because you're going to have have good ideas and you need to write them down because the muse doesn't visit when it's convenient and (laughs) you need to be able to capture her when she does arrive. The (laughs) The second thing is you need to get comfortable being bored. If you are constantly... Um, if you are constantly indulging yourself with like Netflix or scrolling through TikTok, and I realize I am on TikTok and that's where I built a lot of my audience. So I realize the hypocrisy here, but you need to be able yeah. to be bored because when you yes. are bored, your mind gets better at creating things. If you are constant, individual. you're constantly saturated with, you know, little yeah. hits of dopamine from that kind of stuff. You're you never don't have actually, to do anything. Yeah. yeah, you're never going to work out that creative muscle. So you need mm-hmm. to be okay with being bored. That's number two. And number three is you need to practice writing regularly to get good at it because it's Correct. just like any other skill. Anything. Hmm. Brilliant, brilliant answers, Bryn. I um, I'm gonna. I've written all that down to take note. I actually agree. <laughs> You've with got more side. books out than I do. You're fine. <laughs> doesn't mean it doesn't mean a thing. I'm still learning. I'm a life learner. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That's a good. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. Be a yeah. lifelong learner. That's the other thing. You're never too old to learn. Never. Never. Look at me. Um, Well, Bryn, it's been an absolute pleasure today chatting with you and congratulations on the uh, release of the Helios incident. Listeners out there, it looks like Bryn has created something pretty incredible that you need to get your hands on. So it is available online at all good bookstores and libraries and I encourage you to get out there and grab yourselves a copy, The Perfect Christmas Gift. Wouldn't you agree, Bryn? I would because several <laughs> several people have actually bought it for friends and relatives for Christmas and they've all really liked it. There you go. There you go. Mm. Well, thank you so much for enlightening us today with all your wisdom. You're a little like Yoda, I think, and we appreciate it. <laughs> oh, God. Do I still have my hair? <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. See ya. See ya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.